he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. That's actually unhinged. Hello. Welcome to She's All Batch. I am Stephanie. Hi, I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. And I'm so excited that it's like bachelor season again. Like we're back. This I is our Super know. Bowl. We are back, people. Better than ever. So please join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. You know the drill. All right, guys, let's creep. So last week we told you all about Nick and Natalie's engagement, and this week we have some updates. So turns out Natalie wasn't smelling so fresh at her engagement party, and Nick put a stop to it, I guess? He made sure to let his girl know, his new wife-to-be, that she wasn't smelling like a daisy. They went on Nick's podcast together to detail, like, as if we didn't have enough details already, we now have a full, like, hour-and-a-half podcast about it, but... Well, yeah, they have to capitalize True. on it. He has to pay for that ring. He's making True, his money. True, it wasn't a Neil Lane sparkler. It was someone else, but... It was from his own bank account. Oh, uh, yeah, but remember, they, like, tagged the jeweler. Oh, right. Did we say that on we the podcast? We said it somewhere else. I think we were talking to someone else, and and they said that, and I was like, mm-hmm. no, but they tagged the jeweler in the People magazine article, which is, I'm convinced that it, it either free or it was sponsored. Yeah. He's like, bro, look, I have yeah. a podcast, and I have an Instagram. You're going to get so much press, even though I cannot name what the jeweler is, so I don't know how important it actually was. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back to Natalie's smell. This is what they said about that loving moment. Just like screaming and was so happy and Nick (laughs) came up to me several times and listen I'm a genius right genius stunning hilarious so funny but I have excessive sweat glands in my armpits relatable okay like I can have some bad BO here and there more often than not okay especially on a very sweaty night like that where I'm like nervous and shaking and so Nick came up to me like he's hugging everybody you know (laughs) he came up to me at the party like twice and he's like I love you so much please go wash your bits (laughs) and so it was with love it was was just like I I knew she was hugging people and I just like whispered in her ear I'm like just go (laughs) a lot of people on reddit were like saying it was, like, rude of Nick to be doing this and being like, oh, that's an exact quote from Reddit. But um, I think that's, like, nice that he's, like, looking out for her. Like, I don't really see a problem with him doing this. Like, he knows, they clearly, like, know this is a thing that she has, sweaty armpits, and he's just, like, looking out for her. That's kind of how I see it. Sure, I could definitely see both sides of the story. My confusion is, like, why did he have to tell you multiple times? After he told you once, what did you do? Did you just ignore him? Maybe she was just, like... No, I think she went and, and did it. And it's that bad? Got, she got sweaty it's again. that bad? Well, that's what I'm wondering, too, like, because, like... I'm not not a sweaty person. Like, everyone everyone sweats, everyone has BO. But I feel like when you're wearing a deodorant, you do sweat still, but it doesn't, like, smell as BO-ish. So, like, like, what deodorant is she using? Is she using an antiperspirant? That's what she needs to be using, even though those aren't as good for you. I just think, like, I don't get how someone can have that much BO. Like, you're wearing deodorant. She looks like a hygienic, normal person who showers. (laughs) Everyone sweats. Like, I get it. 
I, I'm sweaty. I can be smelly too. But like you already had deodorant on. You had to wash your armpits twice. Was she not reapplying the deodorant when she went to go wash them? Where did she go wash them? So many questions. So many questions here. And you know what? I think it just goes to show that not everyone's perfect. Like Because she is, as she said... A genius, hilarious, <laughs> stunning. Well, why did her accent change when she was naming all? Of, I was like, I what is that? I, yeah, I don't know why she was talking like that. I'm like, that's not yeah. your voice. But she does not smell good all the time, and that is her flaw. But you know what? Well, it seems like her only flaw, right? She seems like a lovely lady otherwise. <laughs> yes. You know what? I said last week how I was a little jealous of the moment because she was very much queen of the night. I still feel that way, but knowing that she had that little problem, made it a little more relatable. Because I think with social media, everything's picture perfect. You see Nick dipping her, they look so in love, but you don't see Nick whiffing her and getting some little, like, stench. I think had we known, if we could smell the video, I think we would have, had we known the whole time, he's like, Natalie, you fucking smell, go to the bathroom and give yourself a pit bath. It wouldn't be as magical and desirable. Doesn't that just seem like so excessive though? Like now actually really thinking about it? Like I get that she'd be sweaty. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to judge someone for their armpits. No, I've definitely washed my armpits before in the sink. I'm no shame in your game. Of course. No, everyone has done that. But multiple times? over the course of how long was that yeah, it party? It doesn't seem like it was that long. A couple hours? And then hours. he's like, because she was hugging everyone. He was trying to help her. Which, in one hand, like, okay, that's, Which I understand. that's nice. Your man is looking out for you. And he said he told her with love. He wasn't, like, making fun of her. But multiple times, maybe we need to look into this issue. Yeah, she should get that thing where you can Botox your armpits so they don't sweat yeah. as much. Something to look into, Natalie, before the wedding day. Honestly, you, you don't want to have sleeves <laughs> on your wedding day. We don't want this to happen again. We got to nip this in the bud. All right? All right. Well, moving on. I took a stab at another Chris Harrison podcast episode. I think you've given up. Oh, my gosh. I gave up. Well, I was falling asleep, and really nothing was on my feed. So I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. It was the question and answer part two episode. And I was surprised to see that. Remember how in the question part one, we were like, who's giving these questions? These are very softball questions. In part two, Literally the first question's like, why did your first episode suck so bad? It was very much like he was not... Good. Yeah, I I actually appreciated that he was taking like all kinds of questions. Something that stood out to me though is that he all but confirms he is 100% coming back to TV. And he all but confirms it is not The Bachelor. Like he says, um, he's asked it, like, would you come back to The Bachelor? And he's like, I'll tell you this, there is something in the works. Like I, he's very uh, cryptic about it. But he says, as for The Bachelor, my mom always told me never say never, but I will say I don't see a path going back there. So, like, he doesn't say no, but that doesn't seem to be the project he's currently working on now. So he is coming back to TV in some realm. And I have to think, it's Chris Harrison after this major scandal. He's been silent for two years. What I don't think he could just be the host of, like, Supermarket Sweep, you know? Like, I think he's going to be... Do you know what Supermarket Sweep is? No, but I'm using context clues. <laughs> okay. Is it like the prices? Kind right? of. Insert Supermarket Sweep audio. The next time you're at that checkout counter and you hear that beep, think of the fun you could have on Supermarket Sweep. You know. Well, so he, what did he exactly say? He said, I, like, I, did he say he wants to come back no. to TV? Or he no. said that he, like, has a project yeah. coming up? So when I'm saying, like, he all but confirms, it's because he's li- he's literally not saying, I am coming back to TV, but he's coming back to TV. He is. I will probably be back, and, and I, I'm being kind of 
dodgy here because I'm a big fan of working in silence and working quietly. And then you will see the fruits of that labor. And so I'm trying not to give too much away. There's some exciting things on the horizon. Um, but it's much more important right now who we surround ourselves with. And what I'm thinking is what would really stick it to ABC is if he went over to a show like Love is Blind. Now, I know Love is Blind already has their host, but I don't know how much the Netflix fans actually care about Nick and Vanessa Lachey. I don't think they're doing all that much. And we know that Netflix has a hefty motherfucking budget. They do have a big budget. That's true. And they're getting bigger and bigger. The only thing with them, maybe once him and Lauren Zima are married, because I think the whole thing with um, Nick and Vanessa is like, they're a, a married couple hosting, right? Whereas like if it was just Chris Harrison. Oh God. But I don't think Nick and Vanessa have anything, like they literally do nothing, which is what Chris is great at. No, I like, know. Like he's great at doing nothing. He is, he is a, a king at doing nothing. Yeah. I think that's what he wants. And this is just speculation. I'm not saying he's actually going to Love is Blind, but I think Love is Blind is his like level of what he should aspire for. Like he's a man with a fucking 25 year resume. He's not going to supermarket sweep. Like he needs to set his sights higher. So what are we talking about? I hope, I hope it's not just some like rinky dink game show. Like I hope he's going to something. I think it's tough though, because don't you think whatever show brings him on is taking a huge risk that half the audience will then be like, no, we're not watching this. Potentially, but as you say later in the episode, you you don't have haters. You have people that care and you have people that don't care. Is that the phrase? Y- yes. There's no such thing as haters. There's people who care and people who don't. Um, you're right. I don't know if that applies the same way, though, to ratings because it's like if people don't watch, if they're going to hate watch, go off. But I think it would be the same thing as the Chris Harrison podcast. It was the number one podcast in the globe because everyone wanted to see it. Whether or not they support Chris or not, I think it'll draw eyeballs. And I'm literally pulling Love is Blind out of my ass. I just think, mm-hmm. I don't think a man that was the host of one of the most popular shows in, in the country slash, no, the country. Yeah. Slash world, slash universe, Well, he didn't slash host galaxy. the world ones. Like, he didn't host the other country Yeah, 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 true. Like, I don't think he just comes back and then is like, guy number three, on like Full House, you know? Yeah, I was gonna say something and now I forgot what it was. So I'm curious to see what his return is. And I think based on his language and based on what he was saying, it's like low key kind of soon. Like I think it's gonna be this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, what I was gonna say was, yes, I hear your point about him, like people watching regardless and his podcast being number one, but it's like, once again, how long is the most dramatic podcast ever gonna be like the top, top, top? podcast yeah, I guess we'll never know they already lost me and it's episode well three. what is yeah it? so after the one that I watched that I, when I was falling asleep and I was just listening to it the next day he released another pod or I don't I don't know I don't know his posting schedule yet but he dropped another one yeah. and you texted me about it that Ben Higgins and Wells went on I was waiting for them to get to some kind of tea but like 20 minutes in and they're still talking about golf and I was like no sir I can't do this so I just didn't even listen so if if you guys listened to the one with Ben and Wells and they said anything of value DM me yeah where's the drama drama nation yeah I don't know where the drama is but I will I, I appreciated him taking harder questions in this round too so we'll see but I don't think Nick and Vanessa are offering that much to love is blind I actually think they can go hostless unless they want me and Jackie to host it 
I, and I, I'll do that for a, a light stipend. Oh my god, a light, light. Stipend. I bet we're cheaper than Nick and Vanessa and Chris. That's Harrison. subjective. So Nick Lachey, not so much. What? Well, I'm in the middle of also reading. No, but you, I'm saying we'll make less. We'll all, like do it for less I money. Will. Fuck Nick Lachey. I'm listening to... But you don't think... Okay, if they're making like $10 million, you wouldn't accept like no, nine I will, or like seven? No. Fight for what you want. I deserve 11. Stephanie, do you know how much we make on this podcast? Yes. It would be a huge step Rolling up. Rolling in dough over here. No, I am in the middle of reading slash listening on Audible to Jessica Simpson's open book. And I'm seeing Nick in a totally new light. So I'm not so much mm. a Nick Lachey fan at the moment. And I used to be. Got it, got it. So... I would like to okay. beat him in salary. So I would ask for 11 if Nick is making 10. Although, no, there's absolutely okay. no way Nick Lachey is making $10 million for walking in and saying, hi, I'm Nick Lachey. Now you're going to date. I don't know what Netflix's budget is because uh, you're right. It's probably not $10 million. But at the same time, it's like one of their biggest shows and Netflix dumps money into their productions. Maybe we should contact them. pouring it in left and right. Yeah, I'd be like, you guys want to save a dollar or two? I can give you a sick deal. Yeah, seriously. Moving on. So, Zach, The Bachelor. You know, Zach, the um, accountant or something? The transponster? No, the account manager. The transponster. What was it? The account account manager from, like, I have no clue where. Anyway, Zach. Shawcross. He went on Jimmy Kimmel after the premiere of The Bachelor. Kind of really didn't give us much. He did say that he found love. I think it's very clear that he does get... Oh? I think it's it's clear that he does get engaged. It, they want, like, the traditional season back because it's been a minute since we had one of those. But he did shed light on the moment he found out he was The Bachelor. Take a listen. Okay. The whole Putty family and my family all found out at the same time I did, actually. So there was the live finale oh and they did the announcement oh you really that was real where you found out you're going to be the bachelor live there like moments before was it confirmed so i had just pure shock my family was like oh my god it's actually happening he's been vocal about how he's been embarrassed of the after the final rose because he was like you know really flustered he like forgets bailey's name on it like he's was just not happy Mm -hmm. with how it went but now having contacts that, like, he's literally standing off stage not knowing if they're going to call him or not. And right before he does, they tell him. That's wild. Yeah, do you think other people were there as potentials? Was Avon there? Was it or that same day? it was just going to be, like, Zach or no I'm one. Sure, and then they'll announce it another time. I'm sure other people were there. Okay, or why torture right? this poor guy? Could you imagine just Zach being there? And then they're like, mm, actually, no, it's not you. It's like, okay, well, then why am I here? Unless it was like he was there, Avon was yeah, there. We need, to have, we need to ask the other people that were on standby. Because, yeah, why just torture this poor guy? Give him a second to prepare. But then again, why just torture this poor guy? Why mm. not? That's like what they do on this show. Yeah, but if he's like super flustered, they want to present their bachelor in the best light. And I think that after the final rose. Do they? Uh, true, true, true. Do true. They? Um, I, okay, they want you to. F- Clayton okay, reading okay. mean tweets about fair, himself. Fair, fair. You're right. I'll say, typically, they want America to love their bachelors. They want him to be, like, the Mm -hmm. desirable guy you're rooting for. In the past, that's what it was. They wanted you. He's, like, the most desirable man in the world. But Zach came off very flustered, and he fumbled over a few things. And and to know that it's Mm -hmm. because, like, literally during the commercial break, they're like, yo, by the way, um, you're the bachelor? Okay, five, four, three. (laughs) Like, he has no time to take a breath. 
or take a shot of tequila. Yeah, well, wasn't that the same thing with, like, Gabby and Rachel didn't know it was going to be them when they were announced? I think they knew it was going to be themselves. They didn't know it was going to be double. Remember, Jesse's like, it's not Gabby and it's not Rachel. It's Gabby and Rachel. I feel like they like to set people up for the fluster. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of Zach, I think we have some recapping to do because... Night one happened we on do. Monday, and we gotta we gotta recap it for our thoughts. Support for this next segment comes from the perfect Valentine's Day gift. Let's get deep. Let's get deep is literally the hottest game for couples that you've probably seen all over TikTok and Instagram. But let me just tell you again. This is the game you need if you want to have a fun, intimate, sexy night with your partner on Valentine's Day or honestly just like any date night. So this game comes from the creators of What Do You Meme? And let me tell you, Let's Get Deep helps you get deep with your partner. Yeah, it's really fun. I think it's like a cute way to spend a little Valentine's Day date night in um, because you guys get to know each other better. Basically, you take turns asking each other fun, deep, sexy little questions from three different decks of cards that have different levels of intimacy, icebreaker, deep and deeper. And so it's just like a nice fun night in. order some food, have some wine and get to know your partner a little bit better. Have a few laughs. It's a good time. Should we ask some of the questions and answer them? Sure. Because also too, so I got my game and I was invited to a games night over the weekend and obviously that's not like with a romantic partner but if you skip like the really sexy ones you it's still a fun game to like play with friends with just like general questions because they're not all like intimate sexy questions and it's like fun to get to know people especially if you don't know people at like a dinner party or whatever it's like a fun little activity it was really fun so yeah let's play some of the questions I imagine that's a good conversation starter if you're in a party with Mm -hmm. people that maybe don't know each other that well yeah absolutely Okay, ask me one. Okay, how do you show your love? Like, what is your love language? My love language, I show it with acts of service, but, like, I want to receive it with quality time. I show it with words of affirmation, and I want to receive it with words of affirmation. (laughs) So I like to get it back the exact same way. Like, I'll literally tell my husband, like, I'll go on, like, a freaking tangent of all the great things about him, and he shows it back with, um acts of service and quality time and I'm like but tell me I'm pretty though like I need to hear it and that's such an easy one too he just has to say it I think it's an easy one I could rattle off a million things yeah okay yeah if you could invite one celebrity to have a threesome with you and your significant other who would you choose oh this is tough should I go with a bachelor person or no even though I don't have a significant other but that's okay imaginary no I mean no why don't you just choose who you'd have a threesome with from the bachelor so I can pick two? Sure. Go nuts. <laughs> okay. Um... I mean, if it's Bachelor, I mean, doesn't it have to be Chris Souls for me? I guess. I want a cooler um, answer than that. Who's, it who doesn't do I, have to be Chris Who Souls. do I love these days? Okay, I'm going to say Tyler Cameron, and then mm. this, obviously. And then this is not a Bachelor answer, but I just saw him in a play, and he's so fucking hot. Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy. Do you remember okay. him? Yes. Yeah. Cute. Very cute. I went to see him in a play over the weekend, and he's naked. No way. Did so you see his peen? Yeah. Whoa. And it was shockingly large. It was appalling. Shockingly but anyway, large. Like there were gasps in the audience. No. <laughs> Wait, what? Is he hard? We're getting off track. No. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's a play called Take Me Out. If you're in New York, go see it. But it's like, there's a lot of penises in it. People wow. Are okay. okay. Anyway. Well, anyway, I'm, I guess my answer is crystals. That's boring. Um, If you. What does your version of hell look like? Oof. Oh, I can fucking name this. Like, 
literally listening. I have misophonia, so listening to like an inconsistent oh. noise on repeat and being like alone in a room that's that's like really cold or something. I was gonna say for me, it would be fr- like I'm freezing and I can't get warm. And what would I have to like be watching or what would I have to like be listening to? I don't know, but they serve like really bad food that tastes funky. <laughs> Like, you know when food, like, is just, like, a little bit off where you're, like, this is questionable? Mm-hmm. That's what they're serving. That's for, for sure, hell. Well, yeah. so, we got a little bit off on a tangent there, <laughs> it's but fun. it's always but fun. But isn't that kind of fun? And Imagine, is... like, drinking wine with your girlfriend yes. or with your significant other and just, like, having a night in answering these questions. There's a lot of silly ways you can answer them. I think it's a fun time. Yeah, and if you really want to spice up this Valentine's Day, you may want to grab the After Expansion Pack, which is filled with 20 extra spicy cards. Oh, so, like, the game doesn't just end with the one game. You can get the Expansion Pack. It'll be the climax of your date night, if you know what I mean. You may just want to play this one in the bedroom and save yourself a trip. Oh, my goodness. It's time to put down the phone, truly, for real, and get to know your person better. Whether you're dating, married, friends with benefits, or you're just trying to seal the deal or having fun with girls night out and want to get to know each other, this game can truly bring anyone closer together. And if you want to check out this game, you're in luck. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. For a limited time, get 20% off with code She's All Batch. Go to whatdoyoumeme.com slash let's get deep and use code She's All Batch. Order it now. Get it in time for Valentine's Day. Let's get deep, literally. Well, this is a special recap, though, because we are joined by Dave Neal. So maybe we can just, like, recap in a general spot for this one, but then we'll get to our official spot next episode. I actually just got my nails done and my hair done, and I'm actually wearing a ball gown. So I am I wanted to get dressed up for the occasion, because it's night one. That's when you dress up the most. So are, what are you wearing? Are you just going to wear that, or are you going to change? I'm going to wear this. Oh, okay. I feel good okay. about it. <laughs> I don't think we, it, this is a podcast, let let us not forget. No one can see you, Stephanie. But they, they didn't know we were in dress. the, you weren't diving either. Yeah, but they heard the splash. <laughs> they, it was more of an immersive experience. All right, fine. Do you really want me to change? Do you really want me to change? I think you should change for night one, yeah. Okay, fine. I'll put on my prom dress from 2011. Okay, ready? It could be like that mon- those montages in the movie where you come out and I'm like, mm, toss it. And then you come out and I'm like, that's the dress. And your grandma's pearls. And you look so beautiful with an updo. My grandma's pearls. And then okay. you walk down the stairs. And then I'm going to get my nails done like I wore them at prom too. Like that chunky square acrylic. And then you're going to walk that down the stairs the and I'm going to be like, kiss me. Oh God, you know this, right? I always have to check that you know what I'm referring to. You don't. I know what the song is. I know, is. but what's, is it, that from? What what's it from? Like a million no, movies. No, it's from. I, don't know. I feel like it's in a wait, lot of movies. Out of all movies it could be from, it's from She's All That. Oh. AKA where people think I came up with the name and I didn't. Well, kind of. I, well, I, I, I kind of came up with it from that. But like I didn't. It's not. It has nothing to do with. One of the first things Reality Steve asked me was like, so is like your favorite movie She's All That? And I'm like, no. It just. It sounds like batch. It just works. I literally Googled yeah. words that sound like batch, and that came up. And then I was like, okay, phrases with that. That's how you come up with puns, guys. Anyway, you look phenomenal. You look great. Where did you get your Thank hair done? Um, at Dry Bar. Wow, it looks great. Okay, so I think we're ready to go Thanks. meet Dave for our recap. So <laughs> He's going to be shocked okay. that we're all dressed up, and we didn't give him the Oh, memo. yeah, he's just going to look, you know, regular clothes. But it's fine. Dave... 
Dave doesn't need to dress up. He looks great anyway. But um, yes, yeah, so shall we get in the limo and go meet Dave? Okay. Dave, thank you for helping us recap this week. Welcome to She's All Back. So happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Having me. Uh, us? Are there multiple people there? <laughs> My dog's in the room. All right, that's us. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Were you excited about this season? Because I must say, like, I was kind of dreading Monday night, but then once it was like, you know, 7.30, I'm like finishing up my dinner, watching Wheel of Fortune right before it like cuts into the mm-hmm. voucher. I was like, you know what? This feels nice. Like back to basics, back to where we belong. I feel like I totally changed my tune at like 7.30 p.m. Yeah, no, I actually felt the exact same way. I was kind of putting on a facade that I wasn't happy about it. Like I put out some TikToks and was just t- trying to like poke fun at the narrative. But ultimately, I was excited to get in my bed with dominoes and wine, which I did, and watch the premiere. So I think... Just even having us back in this routine is kind of nice. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I always get excited for routine. I'm the weird kid who like looks forward to the first day of school when you get to see everybody again. It yeah. feels like when you're getting ready for the big football game, I baked some like uh, like bacon wrapped scallops. You know, it, it's like Christmas Eve for me. Yeah. Whenever people say like they're not ready for the new season, I'm always like, I don't know, maybe I have a vested interest because it's my profession, but I get really excited for this. Well, I call it our Super Bowl. Well, it's a clean slate. It's a fresh start. The past is in the past. We can like have high hopes before we're like inevitably maybe let down. And I always think like Zach, you know, everyone goes, oh, just another random guy. I'm like, he's six foot four chiseled. He's a good looking guy. I mean, he's he's exactly what they want for a bachelor. You'd think (sighs) I know. I didn't realize he was so tall. I saw in bachelor data. He's six foot four. He's not giving six foot four energy. You know, well, well, I mean, yeah, the ladies went nuts for him. Come on. I don't think for a second the ladies actually went nuts for him when they're showing when they're showing them like at their home homes seeing that zach was announced and they're all screaming they it would they definitely like did like okay cut take two girls you're gonna actually need to like show some sort of excitement for zach i don't believe for a second that all those girls were actually excited i think that was staged that, that it probably was but i'm i'm of the type like a look walk zach into any diner across the country and the whole place is gonna stop and look at him he's six inches taller than average he's a good looking dude he's i mean not to say height's everything that matters he's chiseled he's in the prime of his 20s i don't know i when everyone's like oh, i'm not really into him i go bullshit if you met this guy in person you'd be like fumbling over your words i will say we did get like a bachelor encounter of someone who like used to work with oh, him yeah. or something and apparently all the people that worked with him thought he was like super hot we're so excited when he was announced as the bachelor so i think he's one of those people that like when you actually see him in person he gives off more of a a vibe than maybe what I have seen just from a few promos on TV. I mean, I did think it was interesting that at 20 seconds in, we needed, we already needed a ringer. Like I think ABC <laughs> has no faith in him that they needed to bring Sean in right away. They haven't done that in a, quite some time. And in the past, they would bring in either like their friends from the season prior they've done, or they've brought in multiple bachelors, but they're like, okay, how do we save this guy? How do we get America on his side? Send in Sean Lowe. I thought Sean was going to like kind of stick around for a little bit more. He literally came in and was just like, you know, man, be yourself. It's cool. I didn't like my wife at first, so don't worry about it. And everyone's like, Catherine's watching at home. Like what? Did he say that? He did. He's, I mean, I'm, I'm, Paraphrase. Yeah, you were reading between the lines. Yeah. No, no, no. He said, um, my wife was not my type at first, actually. Oh, Which, if you watched Sean's season, D- Dave, I don't know if you did, but like, you, 
you knew that like he literally Catherine did not get airtime till like episode five so like you it, it was a slow burn for them yeah you know i totally get it it's like sifting through the wreckage for the voice recorder there's so many beautiful women they're all going to be giving him their best and he doesn't know who he likes he's going to go off of physical attraction we always try to, to pretend like physical attraction is not important literal first episode is just them walking out the quote-unquote runway of the driveway he'll see who he likes who he doesn't the weirdos not i should say weirdos but the ones that don't hit it uh, you know, right away, you know, they they panic like we had North Dakota there. And eventually, you know, some some real sparks going to happen in, in several episodes, but it's going to be a big, you know, big ball of who knows until then. Well, that's kind of how I feel with night one, which is why I don't always necessarily get so excited about it, because like there's so many limo entrances, there's so many intro packages, and it's hard to really like understand who we're supposed to be focusing on because there's so many of them at first so I like are you a pro analyzing limo entrances person or a not yeah I'm of the school that a limo the limo exit can only hurt you if you mess it up it's like you have to nail it and you're only going to be docked points if you don't because I, I actually like someone who no one's talking about her name's Jess she was like she had like this sparkly skin you know I don't know what she was wearing she had like oh, she had body glitter body glitter. Yeah, body, body glitter and then she sparkly skin as soon as, <laughs> as, as soon as she hugs him I was like oh she marked her territory he's gonna be covered in this glitter now and she was super like bubbly and excited and she was young 23 but he's 26 so I was like all right I feel like that's like the fun way where she showed her nerves she didn't try to hide it behind like whatever line she was gonna say I think it was very natural I, I hate the ones that feel mm. scripted to me no I think she's going somewhere she actually now that you say it Dave she kind of looks like your wife no oh does she you think how funny is that well now that you just literally just said it and made me think of your wife and like I actually say like they have some sort of resemblance go to dave neil's instagram and check out his wife it looks just like jess except just uh your wife doesn't have sparkly skin though probably not uh my wife gets courtney robertson from a lot of people because she looks she has that, that old school reference but um she would be if my wife was on the show she would they would edit her to be the villain you know she's just an <laughs> introvert introverts become villains on the show that's just how it works. they do <laughs> They really do. So, I mean, what Jackie's saying, like, it's hard to keep up with, like, who's important. I found it, I usually think that night one, you could at least choose one front runner. But the fact that he went ham on the making out, it's really hard to kind of tell, like, who's the one girl. I mean, that's really standing out when you're tonguing down everyone. I also think the um, juxtaposition. <laughs> How do you think? You got it. Juxtaposition. Got it. Okay. The juxtaposition. The whatever. I also think the comparison between um, we've gone from literal seasons where they're swabbing your noses, which I hated when they did that. Like that really got to me. Like we lived through COVID. We don't need to see it on our favorite show to him literally just like tonguing everyone. Yeah. He's uh, he's got that booster energy <laughs> that they talk about. You know yes. I mean? He's like, all right, we're ready to go. Um, well, and here's something, I don't know if this has happened before. I'm not a historian, but he went in for the kiss with Bailey mm. at the limo uh, entrance, which I thought was amazing. I was like, if, if any of the contestants are watching back, you have to go. That's the front runner. The fact that he already had met her on the live show, probably had time to check out her Instagram, liked her, was into her, and immediately was like, sorry, I forgot your name. Let me make it up to you, you know? Totally. I was going to ask you, Stephanie, because I feel like you're 
our bachelor historian that doesn't happen right like has that ever happened before where someone kisses right out of the limo like that i think it, if it i don't want to give in misinformation but i think if it sure. did it happened once i mean i know on sean lowe's season he tiara comes out of the limo and he's like i never do this but i want to give you a rose and he gave her a rose on the spot and then that was the mm-hmm. first that was the premiere night where there was no um one first impression rose like literally as he felt it he gave it out I think they wanted that to be more dramatic than it actually was so I'm not quite sure I'm you know what I think no they have done the kisses out of the limo if a girl was like do you mind if I steal the first kiss I'm pretty sure Lace kissed Ben Higgins but it was a stint it wasn't like actually we like each other but again I'm not an encyclopedia we got knocked because we sometimes have you know we're we're imperfect humans so I just don't Listen, if you're not spreading misinformation, you're not trying to talk about it. You know, America's Got Talent has a thing called the golden buzzer. It would be great if they had the golden <laughs> buzzer that like sends you straight to the fantasy suites. It's like, all right, I'm so attracted to you. You hit the buzzer, a bunch of gold confetti comes out and then you just go in there and get drunk. But Dude. um, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, I've never seen the lead be the one who proactively kisses someone in that moment. Yeah. So well, don't you think, deal. though, with Bailey? I mean, I saw from when she came out from the after the final rose that's per, that's a producer like they want her going far her name's bailey brown she's beautiful <laughs> she's like the textbook perfect bachelor girl the fact that she got on the top five after the final rose people then she got an early on limo then she kisses him she got a lot of screen time for sure bailey is going to like I would even say hometowns just based on like what I think producers want who I do want justice for is Holland because I think her line iconic like you had a date last last season in holland but this time you need to have a date in 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 holland like me like in my vagina i thought that was funny (laughs) no no one cares about holland she she took a risk i don't always like when they're like so forward with their like opening line i'm like leave leave something to be discovered later on but what are the chances what are the chances that he had a date in holland last season and she was hoping he'd have a date (laughs) in holland this season i know but now we know that's not happening yeah, it turns out she went dutch so she had to go home. <laughs> i love you dave oh okay. my gosh so i actually have a list of who he kissed i know i'm missing one but he kissed who do we remember he kissed katie greer gotta mm, remember her from yeah. the name and she got first impression rose madison the crier bailey bailey brown charity and jess oh your wife dave he kissed jess too <laughs> oh nice good for him <laughs> She's a good kisser, right? Well, you'd hope so. I mean, at this point, like, like, just like the limo exits, or you, you can only fail the kisses too. You can only, you can only mess this up. And with someone like, um, with someone like uh, North Dakota, there, Madison, you just, you just assume that the producers cattle probably. Hey, he's India. He wants you to make a move, and then she does it. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. We've all been there where you, the date's not going well, and you're like, maybe they want me to kiss them. No, they don't. No, Mm. they don't. No, they always Um, want me to kiss them, Dave. I've never had that experience. (laughs) I get the uh, double chin where they back up like they're in the Matrix. And they're like, huh? My wife did that the first time I tried to kiss her. She was like, what are you doing? Well, with producer prodding, though, they definitely, when she goes out to, quote, disrupt Jesse and Zach's conversation, which she meant interrupt, but she just, I guess, didn't think of the right word. She's like, can I disrupt you for a second? Like, that's not the phrase. So I definitely think so. If Jesse is talking to Zach outside the door, he's obviously having a producer like, okay, how do you feel? The fact that she went and disrupted them 
is a producer on the other side of the door being like, hey, Zach's out there. Like, I know you're stressed, but like, I think if you just tell him how you feel, he'll tell you he wants you to stay. Like you, cause you saw when she said like, I don't want to stay if you don't want me. And he's like, okay, then go. She was surprised. Like she was expecting him to be like, no, no, no. Like let's give things another shot. And then she goes off into the abyss and cries. Right. She gave him the out and you know, Hey, look, we, we see how people handle rejection. They're sleep deprived. They've been alone in their, you know, Radisson hotel for six days. And, and then they, um, they've had a few drinks and some people just can't handle it. And, um, clearly she got no clues that he wanted to keep her around and she was right. Her intuition was right. And, uh, she gave him an out and he took it. I know she probably regrets ever bringing it up at all. Like, had she not said, hey, you know, blah, 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 looking for that validation, she might have slid through at least like one or two more weeks. I like when they keep the crazy criers, though. Like, I guess, I mean, they're obviously setting their sights on yeah. someone else. One of those girls is going to be the one bringing the drama. But like a girl that would cry that not, that much night one, like I want her to stick around just for my entertainment. But yeah, if he was into her, he would have kept her around. So he but it's clearly she had no shot. And, uh, you know, yeah, if you're a little nervous and crying, oh, you know, consult or whatever. He was like, yeah, you got to go. This is it. Um, put her in the party bus and call it a night. I want to talk about Brianna for a second. Stunning. She walks in with like a rose dress to like remind everyone that she is the rose recipient. Uh, what did you what did you think of her jacket? Well, does it not feel like they're setting her up to be some like untouchable? Like they're kind of putting her on a pedestal. Obviously, this is the first time they've ever done this. Like America gives out a first impression rose. So this person is going yeah. in with all the confidence in the world because she's not going home. I feel like they're kind of setting her up to have bachelorette energy. Were you feeling that? I Like, you heard it here first right now, Brianna Bachelorette next season. I, I just feel like they're putting her on this pedestal, giving her all the ins and outs. All the producers are on her side to make her look good. I don't know. I'm I'm seeing it in our future. Yeah, her, Charity, or Bailey, I think they're all kind of putting mm -hmm. on some sort of invisible pedestal. That, yeah. Like, and we really want to say stay spoiler free. It's hard. Do you do you mm -hmm. no spoilers, Dave? I don't know who wins this, but um, you know, they've deduced I won't say anything. They've deduced who the top mm -hmm. three is. I kind of I, I'm kind of like psychopathic where I can I I I I talk about the show in its current tense and then I have videos that I make that are like full of spoilers. And I just mm -hmm. like it's either you're with one side or the other, but I like it when the spoilers don't come out till late. It just hypes everything up. And um, it's anyone's game right now. Anyone's game. Brianna, she'll be a target. You know, people are going to say her, she's cocky or confident because she has the rose and this and that. But other yeah. than that, I don't assume there'll be much, you know, any problematic behavior from her. I think she'll go a long way. I think she'll be protected, though. Like, I think you're right that ABC definitely wants her to stay like America's sweetheart. They want us to like her for. Oh, yeah, she's for. For sure, Bachelor in Paradise, if not Bachelorette. Same thing with Jess and the people, if they don't make it to the end. You know, that's that's what you have to look at. You know, not everyone's going to be right for Zach, but you can see who's like got the, the talent that would, you know, you know, uh, you know, be fun for them to to put with other mixtures of people. Yeah. Well, Brianna, when she had her one on one time with Zach asked like, so who is Zach? And I was like, yes, Brianna, finally asking the questions we really want to know because we don't know who Zach is. And he took the opportunity to give the most like mundane, dull answer. I'm just a regular dude who lives in Austin. Well, remember in the beginning, they were like, oh, we need to tell you a little bit about Zach because you don't know about him. But all they told us was like uh, he played guitar one time 
time and uh he was a nerdy mm. wannabe dj like in high school or college and it's like why why don't we have anything else to know about this man those are like little fun facts that's not that's, that doesn't like tell me who he is as a person I look as an outsider you know i'm in the minority as a as a gentleman here i always go i go ladies what do you want from the guy you know he's unproblematic he doesn't have negative tweets about him he has no ex-girlfriend saying he's an a-hole like like i just scream from the rooftop ladies what do you want here's an unproblematic king to be honest we do want more though i need more than what i've been given from zach and i think you know i, I don't know is it the i mean is it the producers or him like what do you want him to do reach through the screen and tell you about his diaries growing up i don't know what else. i want him to be a little less like cheesy a little more funny because he, he's you're right unproblematic king he's tall those are all great things chiseled works out there's like something about him that's a little at least from what we've seen so far like cheesy corny like i don't think he like actually has game oh, and yeah. i'm like i need a little a little game yeah yes yeah. yes okay jackie oh my god you've totally nailed it because when you're saying what else do you want you're right i can't think of anything on the spot but it's more mm -hmm. just that like big dick energy he doesn't have it despite how big he actually is apparently six four who knew but he does not have yeah. the energy to match and i think when zach talks he's very robotic and programmatic and trying to say the right things and maybe coming across that he's aware that the cameras are on him and it's not sexy like i don't I, I don't think I would ever choose him to to bang in Mary Bang Send Home Without a Rose. Would you say that? So I, I have to be, I have to inform you, big dick energy doesn't refer to their height, just so you no, know. I know. But <laughs> no, I know. They are correlated. They could be. But, you know, you also have to look at like usually men are develop their humor when they're, you know, it, I, you I would assume he got tall early in life because usually like the scrappy, you know, guy, he's funny because he doesn't have the other things. He's got looks. Maybe he hasn't had to develop mm. uh, game per se. And I think that might not look sexy to the audience, but as a person and vying for his love i mean do you want a guy who's a player like do you want a guy who can sweet talk everybody because some some of the guys can from previous season they could sweet talk the you know anybody out there and um he he's he's gonna be goofy and probably you know he probably is sort of introverted in ways because he's kind of just like taking it all as it comes to him but um I don't know. We'll have to see. I think I think uh, we'll just get to see more of him as the season goes on. It, the first episodes are such a dumpster fire with so many people and information. I just watch the show and get lost as a viewer. So I always look forward mm -hmm, to yeah. episodes four through six. That's when you start to get to know know him. Totally. Do Should we expect to see you come out of the limo? Maybe. I mean, I'm into <laughs> in, it. Let's in, go. Okay. I feel like you're into I'll put on that. some body glitter and we'll see how the night goes. <laughs> Amazing. Remember the girl who asked the debate or asked the question, dragons or dinosaurs? Where do you guys I mean, fall dinosaurs. on that? Because me and my friends had got into a very spirited dinosaurs. debate in the middle of the show. Yeah. That's what I said because they're real. And well, my friend was so pro dragons. I just wouldn't mesh with you. It's like if you put oatmeal on your dating profile, I'm just not going to vibe with you. But that doesn't mean it's a wrong answer. Mm -hmm. It just means, you know, you're weird. What yeah, about you, Dave? dinosaur guy. Like a good, like a good platypus. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, glad we cleared that up. So we're all giving the right answers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. All right. Moving on. Well, Dave, we're so excited you were able to come and just recap a little bit with us, but you have some really exciting things going on and coming up. Well, one, you have your Bachelor Rush Hour podcast. If you guys haven't checked it out, definitely go check it out. You're, you're, it's a daily podcast, so you can get your daily dose of Bachelor news, right? Yeah, you came on, and I'd love to have you, both of you guys come on again. Um, I've got a daily, daily content, uh, alumni calling in uh, every afternoon. 
uh, I will not miss a date. I've literally got it booked every single day. And it's just unique content that I can't necessarily do on my YouTube channel. I get to explore a little more of my brain and irreverency as we pick apart this show. So I'll, I'll do a deep dive and I'll give like a I'll give a rating of Zach. Clearly, you can see what side I'm on. I'm on Team Zach here. But um, I'll, it's very clear. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just I, I think uh, it was his it was his night to lose. And I think he held on to the ball and did OK. Um, I'm, I'll give him a B plus. That's what I'm going to give him here, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Bachelor Rush Hour every day. You listen to podcasts, and uh, we've had a great start. I mean, we're getting tons of thousands of downloads every day, so it's been fantastic. If anyone wants to hang over there, that's where I am every day. You're killing it. And um, uh, you you were going to ask if Zach called in. So a good friend of mine sounds identical to. Oh, Zach. shut up! Was it a friend named Zach? It was a friend, not even. I a... hate you. Yeah, I, I was a... like, hold on. He shared like a thumbnail, or what did I see? So something on Instagram and I wrote you and I was like wow that's so cool oh man like Zach called into your show and it was a friend yeah Zach. on yesterday's pre-episode live stream um I had my buddy call in he's like hey Zach. and he literally sounds just like him they actually look alike too um, oh oh is his name Zach no Oh, I thought it was just like your friend, Zach, and you were using it to like, but he was pretending to be Zach. Yeah, just a friend and a good friend of mine. And I, I like, would get crucified for that. I was like, let's try to get bait. sued. And I just we kept it. We we kept the parody dry and didn't and didn't reveal it. And um, I told my Patreon like that I was going to do that. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are still like congratulating me. And I was like, look, I've reached out to all the leads. The Bachelor producers do not like what I do. We criticize the show. In the end, I want the show to succeed. I'm not, I, you know, it's my it's my profession i want the show to do well but at the same time if some you know we have no problem calling it out for you know when they drop the ball you know nick nick vile yeah. says there's no such thing as haters there's just people who care and people who don't care so i think you're doing something right i'm always pro haters that means people are engaged with your content and you have a really cool comedy show with katie thurston Please tell us about this because this is so exciting. Yeah, February 15th. And I was going to ask people to promote it, but tickets are almost sold out. We have 50 VIP tickets for meet and greets. Those are sold out. They come with a sex toy. Uh, there's a, I don't want to say what it looks like, but it, it could be bachelor themed sex toy. Uh, good vibrations. Yeah. Is it a rose? Right. Oh, it could be. Maybe I'll get you guys some uh, some product. And Please. If you need it, I don't know. Um, and then um, we've got, it's a 230 seater. It's probably got 20 general admission tickets left. So it'll be the day after Valentine's Day. We've got a small camera crew that's going to be there for some social media stuff. And um, we're going to do a Q&A at the end. So we're each going to do some stand-up comedy, a couple openers, and then a Q&A in, in San Diego. If it goes well, which I assume it will, we, we might do some other towns. My person wanted to do Chicago, Nashville, um, Arizona, uh, Phoenix, and a bunch of other cities in New York, you know, so. I was going to say, hello. I was going to say, come to New York. We will be there. I wish I could go see this one. So you are headlining and then katie's headlining and then other comedians are also yeah katie's gonna do her set she does about 10 minutes she's gonna middle she'll like feature and then we'll have a couple other openers and then i'll go to stand up and then we'll go right into the q a and um yeah it should be just a fun fun comedy show she's been crushing it I've got a couple other shows I'm doing for like a warm up. I'm doing Hollywood Improv for anyone who's in Los Angeles the week before. And um, I usually just post my show dates on my Instagram. Um, been all over. In the fall, I did Cincinnati, New York, Rhode Island, and did a little like sort of East Coast thing. And uh, yeah, we're just bouncing around. 
Cool. And how could they get tickets if they nice. if they want to before they're sold out? Um, the links in my bio on my Instagram, or you can go to Mike Drop Comedy, their website. But I think if people just go to linktree.com slash Dave Neal um, on in my on my Instagram, D Neals, they can find it there. And um, yeah, there'll be cool. a couple seats. And even when it sells out, there'll probably be like a wait list. Because usually people buy tickets and sometimes they don't show, but it'll be a packed room and it's just a Wednesday night. They never, this place, no, no places sell out on a Wednesday night. So it's going to be like a hopping crowd. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, I can't wait to see the videos, but I can't wait even more until you take this to New York so we can come. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do a New York show and we'll get you guys on stage with us for sure. Um, And if you have any. If you have, if you or your audience have any questions you want me to put Katie on the spot with, let me know. I, I really plan on putting her on the spot and getting some tea from her. Oh, and I talked to her and she said, she said once she's allowed to do some, you know, some of the non-approved podcasts that she would uh, talk to you guys. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. It's like the contracts say you can't do interviews, but there's nothing that says they can't do live shows. So it's actually kind of fun. They'll, they'll probably have to write this into the contract once we're done doing our stand-up. Hey, no, no, no uh, interviews on podcasts and no live shows with dave neal but in the meantime that's where we'll be okay i just woke up from the best sleep ever as you guys know i am sleeping on attitude sheets and i love them so much that i literally bought a second set because when laundry day comes i cannot stand to be without them attitude sheets are where it's at so they have these clean bamboo sheets that literally feel so buttery soft against your skin keeps me comfortable and cool all night long i can't say enough good things about this company jackie like please help me out here yeah no guys obviously we've talked to you guys about attitude before we are absolutely obsessed with them and let me tell you why attitude sustainable bedding is made from the world's first non-toxic bamboo fabric so it's really awesome because not only are they actually the most comfortable sheets i've ever used in my entire life they're good for the environment, they're free from harmful chemicals, and they're better for you, better for the planet. Right now, Etitude is offering She's All Batch listeners $25 off their first betting order when you use code She's All Batch. Yeah, and again, if you want to stay cool and comfortable while sleeping, their clean bamboo sheets have been performance tested against competitors to be more effective at keeping you at your optimal comfort level and body temperature throughout the night, which means you're having the best quality sleep, which means you are energized in the morning to wake up, go for a jog, and listen to She's All Batch. So this is all like a full circle moment here, which is why we love Attitude. Totally. Because I've told you guys, I tend to run really hot. And especially now in wintertime, it's like actually absurd to be running the AC while I'm sleeping in the middle of dead winter. You're literally doing that. It's wild. Well, not with my attitude sheets because they actually keep me more cool. Um, But with my normal sheets, yes. And that's like an insane thing to be doing. I'm wasting so much money. Not anymore. Not anymore. And with the code, saving $25, what could be better? Seriously. So if you guys want to check out Etitude, go to E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com slash she's all batch. You'll get $25 off your betting order. The Etitude team is so sure you'll love your new sheets. And honestly, I'm pretty convinced that you will too. But you could try them for 30 nights risk free. Return them if you're not in love. No questions asked. Again, that's Etitude.com slash she's all batch. Happy sleeping. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. So... I was hanging out with my friend this weekend and she's really been struggling with with a lot of issues and obviously like I'm not going to get into her personal business but I showed her better help because I've been telling her literally for months now that she should probably try therapy you guys know I'm a huge advocate of therapy it's been really helpful for me in my life but 
she's very stubborn and she's like well i don't know where to start like i don't know what my insurance covers like i don't well how do you begin it's overwhelming it is very overwhelming especially when like you're very new to therapy so you don't even know specifically like what issues you should be like focusing on or, or what you're really even looking for so i showed her better help and it was so easy she quickly signed on answered a couple questions about the things that were troubling her and then better help sets you up with an affordable and discreet therapist that works with your insurance and she loves it so much. It's been really helpful. Wait, so she got signed on and she got started? That's so cool. Yeah. So I haven't checked in with her since um, she had her first session, but the good news is whether she likes it or doesn't like it, whether she likes it, great. If she doesn't like it, it's very easy to switch therapists and try someone new. They don't make you have that awkward conversation if you're just not vibing with someone because therapy is so personal. So yeah. it's really just been, so far, I think, has been working out for her. Well, I hope you told her that she can use code She's All Batch at checkout because that mm -hmm. would get her 10% off her first month. So if you guys want to go to betterhelp.com, that's B E T T E R H E L P.com slash She's All Batch, that'll get you 10% off your first month of services. And we highly recommend it. It's easy, convenient. You don't have to leave your home. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can start your therapy journey right then and there. What's also cool is they have a chat function that you can basically like send your therapist chats even when you're not in your session with them. So I used it as kind of like me jotting down notes. Like if something happened or I had a thought that was upsetting and I didn't want to like carry it with me, I'm like, well, let me put it in my chat with my therapist. And then when we have our session, it's all right there and we can go through it. It's so like, I love how That's convenient. Perfect. Yeah, because then I'm like, then it's off my plate. I don't have to keep like, you know, when you have like a thought that bothers you, you like replay it over and over. No, totally. I used to keep a notes app in my phone of just like therapy. And when I would think of things over the course of the week that I needed to bring up, I would just write it in the notes app. But the fact that it's connected through BetterHelp is so much easier because then your therapist also has access to it. So then they know like what you want to talk about. Yeah. And then sometimes they would be able to write back and give some type of like on the spot help. Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't anything pressing it's kind of cool that they can look and see how I'm doing throughout the week when I'm not in therapy. So they can kind of start making their plan of how to help me when we have our session. So obviously we highly recommend it. Jackie, definitely give us an update on how your friend is doing. I'm really I hoping will. that she's had a good experience with it. I'm sure she did. Again, guys, you can go to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch, get 10% off your first month and start feeling better. Okay, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. You guys know the drill. That's when you send your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about it on air, and you know what? It's a good time. It is a good time. That's so interesting you say that, because I think it's a good time, too. I'm glad we're both having a good time together. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I was digging through my phone for, like, pictures of my sister because it was her birthday and I mm -hmm. stumbled upon a screenshot of a bachelor encounter from like last year that I never read so oh, great. you never know what you'll find when you're digging through the old cell phone this person writes this is from April 28 2022 so sorry oh my god Hi, first of all, I love your podcast. It really brightens my Thursdays. I have a bachelor encounter for you. I was at a bar today for a work happy hour and we noticed that Genevieve was one of the bartender waitresses. I didn't even know she was a bartender slash waitress. She was really busy, but on our way out, we stopped her for a picture. She was so nice and made sure to talk to us in between taking drink orders. Overall, just a wonderful encounter and shout out to her for being down for a picture. And she sent me the picture and Genevieve is looking so hot, showing her belly, looking like like super snatched is that work appropriate that's work appropriate yeah she is really snatched um and she's a beautiful girl 
Um, so I guess this was before paradise and all the all the things to come. Yeah, because I mean, now she's like traveling the world with Rachel Recchia. I don't know if she needs that bartender job anymore. Yeah, seriously, she's shot up to fame. Okay, this one is from the H Fots, aka the Honorary Fots, aka Macy. So she's been holding out on us on this one. I, I asked her, I was like, why, hello, why did you take so long to send this? But this one is about her Bachelor Live experience, and I think it's a good one. <gasps> what? She's just now sending I this? know. I was like, where have you been, H. Fots? So she writes, okay, so Bachelor Live came to Florida, and I had to go and see what, is, what it was all about. Connor the cat was my bachelor. Once I found out the contestants didn't have to be single, I knew I had to get on stage. That a girl. So I had a few margaritas before the show and got in line to apply to be on stage. I was first in line because I wasn't risking anything. So I filled out the form with a few fun facts about myself and personal information. When I was filling out the form, I was chatting with the casting producer and she said, is there anything you wouldn't do? And I said, nope, I'll do whatever you want. So you take your number and wait to be called. My number was called backstage and I went... We took our COVID tests and got prepared for the show. I guess even Bachelor Live producers are manipulative. Okay, so fun, embarrassing fact. I bought these Corgi socks from Target for Becca Kufrin because she loves them and had a pet, Corgi. I brought them to the show and gave them to the producer, same one from before, to give her. I also told Becca backstage that I left them for her. To this day, I never know if she got them. Laughing my ass off, I tried to DM her and ask if she got them. Never heard back. Shocker. Safe to say, I'm just not a Becker or Tommy fan. They just keep leaving me hanging. Guys, if you remember, Macy's the same one who was trying to get the 90s decorations from mm -hmm. Boops and Tommy, and they left her hanging too. I can't believe you bought her socks. Well, I can't believe she didn't say anything that she got them. And then when you reached out another time about the decorations, I'm like, maybe that's why they didn't send them. Because they're like, this girl, I don't know. No. Well, maybe they're like, these socks are hideous. What if they had a hole in them? They didn't. She bought them. She just bought them at Target. You never know. You never know what you're going to get at Target, you know? Um, But yeah, it's safe to say uh, Boops and Tommy are on my shit list for sure. Right. They were already on my list from the the decoration debacle thing. but yeah. now it's like the decorations the socks what's next what are they gonna literally for now next is nothing sacred my heart can't take it anymore but it just shows like i feel like if this was anyone else like if it was fatsba he would have said something and he would have sent the decorations you know you can just tell yeah like when you asked when you said backstage okay like, hey, becca i got you socks or whatever you said was she know, just like so nice silence bitch well we also know that becca is a little bit of a diva at that show because right, she's the exactly. host, so she thinks she's Queen B. So exactly. maybe she was like on her like diva mode and she's like, I don't have time for socks that may or may not have holes in them. I don't know why you're fixated on the holes. I think Target makes quality stuff. Sponsor us, Target. Yeah, seriously. Please do. <laughs> I mean, there has to be some reason why she didn't acknowledge the socks. Maybe she never got them. Maybe the producer kept them for themselves. Shit, now we're getting to the real crux of the story. The producer wanted the socks because he was cold. Oh, and I was going to say because he has a corgi, too. Oh, yes. I, I guess we'll know. never know. But then there was holes in them, so he was like, ugh, I hate these. He's and then like, what the? <laughs> what kind of fan buys socks with holes in them? <laughs> wow. H-Rots, I think it's time you just give up on Boops and Tommy. I know. You've already given too much to them. Too much. I think you should go to therapy over this. And if you do, be sure to use BetterHelp and use Coach all Bash for 10% off. Okay, next one. Speaking of um, FOTSPA that you mentioned, we have an update on the pistachio debacle. So the girl, so as you guys know, you wait, guys all said- this is crazy. Is it well, interesting? Wait, so, 
What? Just the, the an update on the pistachio debacle? That's like so that's a long time coming. It's a long this time coming. This is a real coming. full circle moment. As you guys know, you guys DM me these things, but my DMs, humble brag, tend to get a little flooded that sometimes if I want to go back, unless I know your name or I screenshotted it, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wish fucking Instagram allowed you to search in your DMs. Yeah. You can't. So I have to, like, try. And, and there's a lot of times that things have just gotten lost into the abyss. So, like I said, wet blanket energy, don't know who that girl is. I would pay someone to maybe go through my DMs for 17 hours and try to find it, but you never would find it. So unless Mm -hmm. that person writes me again, I have no shot. So the girl that sent the original pistachio DM'd me for another reason. And and that's how I got her. So I'm going to... I have her thing. So it's Kate. Because it was probably about a year ago today that we explained the pistachio incident to Ben himself. Really? Yeah, because it was around your birthday, January. Like, give or take a week or two, but... I'm trying to find, um... Oh, wait, sorry. You can search in the DMs, but you... People are going to be like, what is she talking about? You can search. You can search in the DMs, but you can't search for context. Like, you can only search for a name, a person that you DM'd with. Mm -hmm. So I can't type, like, wet blanket energy in my DMs. Like, I would have to know the name of the person. So why did she write me? Oh, okay. So over the weekend, I shared a DM from someone that had a dream about meeting Hannah Brown. And in her dream, she's like, oh, I can't wait to write to She's All Batch and submit a Bachelor Encounter. So I shared that on my stories. So the girl that shared the initial pistachio story writes me and goes, oh my God, I had a dream last night. I ran into Ben Higgins and I told him that I was the one who told you guys about the pistachio girl. I would have totally forgot if you didn't post this. Something is in the air for sure. And I go, ha, 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 wait, are you the pistachio story? And then I scroll up and see that she is the pistachio story. So I'm like, oh my God, it's like a celebrity sighting. Can you send us an update now? Because Ben has since come on the show. We told him the pistachio story. He kind of, not debunked it, but said that he doesn't really remember. He didn't remember it. Yeah. So she's like, let me go back and listen. I told her which episode. She's like, let me go back and listen to see what he said. He said he's allergic. To pistachios or something? He did. And then he's not a snacker. Well, he said he's not a big snacker. But yeah. he said he has had nuts in his car at, at times, which was enough for me. You know when they give you like a little bit and you're like, that's enough. I, I already believe the full story now. Because if you, I don't yeah. have nuts in my car. Yeah, I probably don't either. I like nuts and I am a snacker for sure. But I don't think I would ever have like, yeah, a little bag of nuts in my like cup holder in my car. But, okay, so she starts by saying she's like allergy and not a snacker. I don't quite remember him saying oh, that he was I don't a, remember that either about but she said that could be the reason why the bag of nuts just existed in the car and she and the pistachio girl was just being a drunken goblin basically saying like she's not surprised yeah. that this all happened then she said I could say this is either right when he met Jessica his current wife or right before Ben had a casual relationship with pistachio girl's friend and pistachio girl called him out for ending the relationship okay so not only is she like eating the nuts getting it all over his car she's like yelling at him like why did you dump my friend but like that's not that crazy i could see a drunk girl being like you hurt my friend as she's like getting the nuts everywhere he said he had met someone he wanted to focus on and didn't live in denver and didn't feel comfortable didn't live in denver i guess he was a girl didn't live in denver i don't you guys don't understand sometimes with the way you word sentences, I truly don't even know what you mean. Maybe at this time, Ben wasn't living in Denver. He didn't live in Denver for his whole life. Like, 
Didn't he live in L.A. at some point? I don't know. I don't know. She added that the girl he dated also mm-hmm. dated Robbie from JoJo season. Oh, my God. I said, when you said, wait, when you said the girl he dated also dated Robbie, do you mean Pistachio Girl's friend or his now wife? And she said, Pistachio Girl's friend. So, okay. Got it. <laughs> this I, is all coming I, full picture. I'm understanding. Now. I'm very I'm much like, I put the donut in the glass. What glass? The little uh, glass <laughs> in the microwave. Got it. Yeah. This is very hard to follow, but I am fully following. I'm fully following and... Uh, to circle back to what you said about him maybe not living in Denver, Robbie lives in L.A. We know that. So maybe a girl lived in L.A. and maybe this is when Ben lived in L.A. Hence why he ended it with said girl because he lives in Colorado now. And he's like, I'm not doing this. Right. And then that's when he met Jessica and they lived happily mm-hmm. ever after. Yeah. Last one. Hi, Stephanie and Jackie. I finally have a Bachelor Encounter to share with you. I'm a publicist and was at the Critics' Choice Awards this past weekend where I ran into none other than newlyweds Sarah Highland and Wells Adams. Sarah is just as beautiful in person and was wearing a floor-length black dress with a side cut out. Her and Wells spent a lot of time mingling outside the ballroom before the show officially started. Wells looked like he didn't want to be there, but celebrities usually aren't fed at red carpets, so I don't blame him. Ugh, that's awful. That's my hell, (laughs) having to go to an event and not be fed. Unfortunately, because I was working, it was not the right time to leave my client alone and start a convo with them, but I wanted to send this over anyways, as it was very surreal to see them in person. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. I mean, I would be cranky too if I wasn't fed, so I don't blame Wells. But don't they know to eat before? They're professionals. Sarah Hyland's an A-list celebrity. She should know to eat a snack before. Or bring some pistachios in the car. But a cheese platter wouldn't kill them, Jackie. It wouldn't hurt for a little crudité. But then it's awkward because then they're sitting there while they're filming them. And then if everyone's eating, I think that's why they don't. It's kind of almost like The Bachelor, why they don't let you eat the food. Same type of thing. Aren't they just walking the red carpet? It, w- it would yeah, be something nice to be like. And you sit at the tables and they still don't serve food at the tables is what I'm saying. Yeah. And then you got to go to the after party and everyone's so drunk because they're drinking and not eating. Right. Exactly. Hmm. That's why. Okay. the Things get crazy. Amen. Okay. Well, those are the, all the Bachelor encounters. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch, and we may read about it next week. You never, never know. You truly never do. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. So Jenny Kane is your go-to shopping destination for classic, comfortable, and California-inspired clothes. From the cashmere knit sweater that Jackie is obsessed with to the incredibly comfortable slippers that you never want to take off, With elevated everyday basics and wardrobe essentials, getting dressed and keeping cozy is easier than ever before. When it comes to investing in a uniform that will last, we choose Jenny Kane, because let's be honest, like you need those staple pieces in your closet. And for a limited time, our listeners will get 15% off their entire order if they go to JennyKane.com and use code BATCH at checkout. Yeah, I definitely hear this regarding investing in basics staples that you're going to be wearing all the time as opposed to always buying like trendy pieces that you wear two times and then it falls apart. I love the fact that Jenny Kane has really solid, good quality items that you're going to wear for years and years. And Jenny Kane is also known for their staple cashmere sweaters. And I'm actually wearing one of them right now. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. From their best-selling cocoon cardigan with a relaxed fit and ultra cozy silhouette to their lightweight and luxe fisherman sweater. These are literally core pieces that you can dress up or dress 
us down all season long. Their cashmere sweaters pair perfectly with weekends or work days and they look so put together when they're layered or you guys can wear them solo too. Literally they work with everything. When it comes to getting dressed, Jenny Kane believes in one thing and that is the art of simplicity. Yes, with a focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design, Jenny Kane makes pieces that truly never go out of style. And it's so cool when you have a classic item in your closet that could just pull an entire outfit together. And it always looks different whether you're dressing it up, dressing it down, pairing it with different accessories. So whether you're dressing for work errands or a night on the town, Jenny Kane is our go-to effortless everyday outfitting. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Again, our listeners can get 15% off your first order if you use code BATCH at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code BATCH. New year, new you, new clothes with Jenny Kane. All right, guys, we have Lindsay Cox here. You know her from back in the day, Ben Flanick season, and she was also on Bachelor Pad. Thank you, Lindsay, for coming on She's All Batch. Thank you for having me. I've gone feral since my Bachelor days with this stuff, so I'll, I'll do my best. Well, we're excited for you to be coming out of hiding and to come on this podcast. Lindsay was actually surprised why I even like DM'd her, but like fans definitely remember you. You were definitely a name to know in the Bachelor world. I mean, um, well, let's just like get into, you were on Ben's play next season and spoiler alert if you guys haven't watched it, but she was runner up to Courtney Robertson. So like, that's a big deal. You're a very memorable person in Bachelor Nation. How did you end up on Ben's season and did you want it to be Ben? Um, okay. How did I end up? It was, I was 25, I think. I think I was 25 and it was one of those like phases in life where you're like, what am I doing with my life? I mean, I have mm -hmm. the same career I have now, but it was just, it was an easy time to up and leave and go on a big adventure, what I called it. And it was truly, it was truly that for me. It was like, there was yeah. a casting call. I showed up. It was, it went well. They were wonderful, lovely. And it was just, I looked at it as that, but it was so weird because I got there and quickly realized other girls, it was, it was not like an adventure. Like they were there to find their man. I was like, oh, I might be here for the wrong reasons. I'm just here to have fun. <laughs> Wait, and I feel like the per a person today would have the complete opposite experience. There's like one right reason in the midst of like 25 girls that are like, I want Instagram followers. So you were during a time, what year was it? I think it was 2012 and there was no Instagram. It was like, Instagram yeah. was an app you edited photos on and that was, that was that. Yeah. You took a picture of like your coffee and put like a weird <laughs> thing over it. Yeah. That's why I think like, I, that's what I was saying to you before we started um, the interview is that I think it's cooler to talk to, well, not cooler. I love everyone the same, but I think it's interesting to talk to people during that time period because it was so much more innocent and pure and there were people that truly thought they could find their husband on tv and maybe some of them did you know shout out sean Lowe. but like for the most part people really just go on for exposure so yeah it's interesting that which was you... weird it was weird this is like kind of a segment off of it but i have i've had a few good stalkers since it and no way. I like the first one, I was so like upset and shocked. And a friend was like, well, you went on a TV show. What do you expect? And in my mind, I was so not thinking, oh, this TV show, like millions of people are going to yeah. watch. That wasn't even in like on my radar. And you so. came out of that season being like America's sweetheart. Like you were like the beloved one. I would call myself unscathed. 
through this situation. Yeah. How did you become unscathed? Because a lot of people, I mean, like Courtney, who we've had on the show as well, you know, she didn't end up unscathed. Did you feel like producers, like maybe they play favorites? Do you feel like you were a favorite? So, um, no, I definitely was not a favorite because I was like kind of shy and awkward and they like people to be a little bit more like out there and wild. And I was, when cameras were around, I got like real awkward and they would kind of try to feed everyone booze except for me. Cause if I was like at all tipsy, I would just sit there like mute and not speak. Cause I was okay. like, I don't want to say dumb. but, um, where was I going with that? I was thinking something favorite, about not being a favorite. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not getting like caught in the mix. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of like innately a loner. I'm not like a big group of girls girl. Like I don't, I don't love like brunches and stuff like that. And that is essentially a extended three month brunch mimosa party, you know? So I think we kind of like, I kind of kept to my own a little bit. I didn't get wrapped up in things because again, it was an adventure to me. I wasn't there to like ruffle feathers or, you know, I don't know. Well, with your adventure, you rode in on a horse on night one that got you the first impression rose. How you obviously didn't pack the horse in your suitcase so what like did a producer give you that idea how did that come about they had the idea I've ridden horses my whole life they had the idea and it was like okay if we're gonna do this it's gonna be like a horse I know and settings I know because I don't like just you know that's a lot to ask of a horse as far as like things to spook at so um my best friend Casey brought the horse up his name was Levi Buttonfly and she was like there to kind of help handle him I guess so I could ride him in on the horse so you got the first impression, Rose. Did you see that coming, like, that night? I mean, obviously, a personality like this, yeah. Uh-huh. But, no, no uh, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I rode in on a horse. Like, I stood out, but um, I was I was grateful for it. Did you actually feel a connection with Ben, or was it like, well, he's the only one here? It Gotta- was, I think he is a very nice guy. Like mm-hmm. he's a very nice guy. The conversation with him and 1000% probably on me, but the conversation was very awkward and forced. Like it was hard for me to just talk to him, nothing on him. Honestly, I'm probably the weird one, but it's weird with cameras and microphones and all the things around you. Like, I think I was like squirrel. <laughs> yeah. So it was probably, it was probably me, but very nice guy, but not like, not my Prince Charming. Did you feel that awkwardness the whole way through because you wrote it out to the end and almost got engaged. No I way. Did. I did. So feel like the whole fantasy, time. sweet, awkward. All awkward. All <gasps> not awkward. Not awkward. It's probably rude to call it awkward, but just the conversation was like a little like forced. You know when you meet someone and you just jive with them and you can talk. Yeah. And them. It was this was a bit forced. And in hindsight, huh. in hindsight, I think to myself like current day Lindsay Cox would be quicker, I like to think, to be like, oh, this is not actually right. like working. But it was also, and maybe it, maybe I'm a horrible human for like using the show to go fun places. But I thought, well, it's not, It. he is a nice guy. He's fun. This is fun. Like I'm getting to go cool places. If this was real life dating, I wouldn't, I mean, I might date other people while talking to him, but I wouldn't totally right. cut it off. So I just rolled with it. And all of a sudden it was like, I blinked and I was in Switzerland on the Matterhorn waiting for my helicopter to pick me up for the finale. <laughs> so did you think at that final day that there was a chance that you could have gotten proposed to? I knew I was not it. Like it was very obvious him and Courtney were, were okay. it the whole time. And everyone, everyone asked, well, what if he did propose? 
And yeah, I, well, I, what knew if? My, I knew in my heart of hearts, like that was not going to be the outcome, but I okay. totally, and I kind of, I kind of regret this because it's so fake and I don't think I'm that fake of a human, but, and the end, like in the interviews, it was also the producers do a really good job of making you think you feel something you maybe don't. So yeah. I think they were a bit in my head. And the thing I think people don't realize is you are cut off from your phone. You're cut off from your family. You're cut off from any contact from the outside for, it's like three months. So yeah. you also are in this bachelor bubble where it's like, I don't know. I think, I think there's like benefits to that where I think relationships can really flourish, but also it can make them very like, oh my gosh, I don't want to say like Stockholm syndrome, but like you are kind of this like traveling carny together and you make yeah. it. Yeah. So that day you didn't get proposed to, you got dumped dumpsville didn't you wasn't there something with you with dumpsville (laughs) oh yeah I had this boyfriend like eight million years ago and he um he broke up with me over text he was like babe welcome to dumpsville population you there's like no way someone actually dumped you like that that that's real that happened that was a thing it was like and it was kind of a like it wasn't like I I, again it was so long ago but there was it was kind of a breakup dance where you know you kind of like drag it out but that yeah. was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. So that was um, mm. unfortunate and awkward. But you know what? I grew from it. Yeah. But I, so Lindsay shared that, I think, on like maybe even night one or you shared it at some point during the show. And weirdly, I remember that. But mm-hmm. I always thought I was like, that is so fake. There's no way her boyfriend texted that. That's really funny. It's so real. But they on the show, I think they like showed it and they had like someone's iPhone out and they had like a fake text string of it. So what no. they showed was fake, but the, the actual occurrence was real. That's, that's hilarious. I would write back to that person and be like, dude, like <laughs> fuck off. So, okay. So he, Ben breaks up with you and you got some, I don't know if it was like pushback or what for this, but you said, well, if things don't work out, call me. Why did you I say, did that, say that, that then? I okay. did say that, but I, the way it aired versus the way I said it, I, I was like a cute flirty, like, I didn't know what else to say. It's so awkward. Yeah. We're walking over these like small boulders in Switzerland in the gown. I'm like, I don't know. He's holding my hand. I'm like, what do I say in this moment? So I said, well, things don't work out. Call me like as a yeah. funny ha ha. And then it kind of aired a little less funny ha ha. So that was awkward, but yeah, it aired like you were funny. literally saying it. Yeah. And everyone that know, like my friends all thought it was funny because they're like okay like use a little humor to make a situation a little less right right so you weren't surprised it was Courtney were the girls like when you got home were you the one to like break the news to everyone at home like because like Um, everyone you were second no you're like signed under oath basically they kind of scare you with their contract yeah so I yeah so you basically go home for like a month, maybe a solid month of, and you're not allowed to say anything. And then all of a sudden it starts airing. But, um, so I don't think some people, I mean, maybe there's some underground like storytellers, but I was there, I'm a rule follower. So I was like, I signed mm-hmm. a contract and say anything, but, yeah. um, yeah, I think I, I don't know. People might say they were surprised it was Courtney, but I, I, it was pretty obvious. Yeah. And I think that's why well, people hated on her, right? Cause she got the attention and mm-hmm. you know, haters gonna hate. Well, do you think that the hate that she got from the girls on the show and like America was justified or do you think she got a villain edit? Okay, definitely got a little bit of a villain edit. Um, Definitely, I wouldn't call her a villain. She's very, she's beautiful and very Mm -hmm. confident and very like purpose driven. 
And I think that terrifies other women, you know, it's like, yeah, even, in, even in like a friend social setting or a professional setting, like those are the women that a lot of people just get catty to because they don't know how to deal with them, you know, yeah. like she definitely wasn't warm and fuzzy and like sweet, but um, she was a little sweet, but yeah, I think she got, I think her confidence gave them like a leg up to give her the villain edit, but the whole time I actually thought she was like paid to be there. Like, <laughs> really? Like a paid actress. Yeah. I thought they planted her. Why? I don't know. Cause she was so, you know, she had the, like, she had a modeling or acting or some sort of showbiz background. And mm. she was like a little, just like standoffish, like not one of us, like main funny. characters. So I would thought, you know, maybe they planted her, but I don't think they did. No, they didn't. I mean, she's actually said that people thought that because she was one of the last minute um, add-ons. So she said like a lot of times when you guys would be traveling, like they wouldn't even have like her passport or they wouldn't have like whatever records you needed to travel. And people were like, it's because she's fake. It's because she's an actor. But I might've started that rumor. I don't know. <laughs> I I'm totally might've started that rumor. <laughs> sorry, That's Court. funny. I'm sorry, Court. So Courtney and Ben get engaged. We then see on after the final rose that like they almost, well, no, they broke up like during that period of time that the show was airing. What was your reaction to that? Given that like you were next in line or did you not even care because you were like, I don't even know this dude. Well, so <laughs> to it, because of all their drama, I got to go do like the media tour. So I did Jimmy Kimmel and then Red Eye to New York and did GMA and then um, Kelly Ripa. So I was like, whoa, I am winning. Like what a fun life experience, you know? Like did that change the trajectory of my life? No, but it's but a that's cool, cool. experience, you know? Wait, so because they were like rocky, they didn't they didn't make them do the media tour? I, yeah, I don't know why they didn't do. It. I think they were just like too dramatic or yeah, so I got to I got to shine. And I, I almost got to do Ellen, but they too much time had passed like after I'd been on the East Coast, so they canceled Ellen as I was like on my way back or I was just terrible on the other show so they canceled, I'm not sure. No. It was like that. Just, that that's awesome that you got to experience that. I'm surprised that they yeah. wouldn't still make them go because I feel like everyone likes watching a train wreck. So I feel like if you see yeah. a couple like deteriorating in front of you, like people like that. That's yeah. yeah. No, I don't I don't remember. I don't know if I even actually ever knew the full reason, but um I got a, such a cool, like, that was just a rad experience, you know, to say I did once upon a time. How were the, um, what are they called? Like hosts? Know, <laughs> like how, how was Jimmy Kimmel? How were like, literally, how were they in person? Were they anyone so, stand out? That was so weird. Literally, I've never like, you know, done that before. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't like something that was in my uh, resume. And Jimmy Kimmel was the first one. He is, I, I remember being so impressed with his, uh, like, the way he asks questions and the way he makes you feel so comfortable and you truly feel like you're sitting there talking to a friend. Like it is a true mm -hmm. gift they have. And at Jimmy Kimmel, I got to meet um, Dr. Uh, oh, what's his name? Dr. Phil. Oh, no way. I thought oh, you were going to say Oz for some reason. Yeah, no, Dr. Phil uh -huh. gave me some like life advice that I wrote down somewhere and I have it saved because it was like Aww. so brilliant. And I go back to it whenever like, you know, I feel like I need a Dr. Phil refresher, but um, that was just like in passing. But yeah, Jimmy Kimmel, amazing. Uh, I had Laura on Good Morning America. She's amazing. Um, and then um, Kelly Ripa is like, I had like a girl crush on her forever. She's so cool. 
So, I heard yeah. in person she's like legitimately Barbie though, like crazy yeah. good looking. Yeah, like beautiful. Oh, and they had me shocking riding on on a horse like onto their set. Um, and as I'm sitting on my horse waiting to like go on stage, freaking Will Ferrell walks around the corner, and I kind of had this like, I mean, I love Buddy the Elf, like that is my yeah, who doesn't? Jam. So I kind of had this like moment of seeing Will Ferrell like in the wild, you know. And I said, oh my gosh, it's Will Ferrell. And he said, oh my God, it's Lindsay Cox on a horse in New York City. Wait, he knew like, you? I knew oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, wait, that's so funny. Did any celebrities, well, sliding in the DMs wasn't as much of a thing, but in your post-bachelor life, did any celebrities ever slide on in? Uh, do I get much DM sliding? No, I get some weird sliding. Like, I don't know, maybe I need to like up my game, like the thirst traps, I don't know. Cause I attract some like <laughs> odd. I attract some odd DMs, but no um, celebrity. Okay, fine. In person, like like a Will Ferrell, was there anyone that ever like came up to you and like hit on you, or you had an interesting story with a celeb? Oh my gosh. Um, I okay. Here's one thing I will say, and I'm not avoiding the question. I literally am just not thinking of any names at the moment. That's fine. But through The Bachelor and just kind of the network, I and I used to spend a ton of time in LA when I was like younger and wilder. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where you see a lot of people in the wild, but it was a really interesting, like life experience, right? Cause I would meet a lot of people socially that are like either other bachelor stars or some celebrities and TV hosts and people you like, people you grow up seeing in people magazine, you know, and I meet them in person. And, um, it was interesting how boring a lot of people are. Cause you know, you put them on this pedestal, right? Of like, oh my gosh, they're on TV. They must be so cool. And I feel like that's something that like maybe more people should talk about to these kids that are like obsessed with stars of whatever kind, like they really are just humans, you know, and I, I, there's just been a couple instances that I've met people and I'm like, huh, I'm like, not what I expected. I don't know what I expected. I don't know this person, but yeah, they say, don't meet your idols for that reason. Yeah. I think that they're on to something. I did see, I was at like a soup. For a full party or something. I, I honestly don't remember where it was. I was in Dallas. I do remember that. And I met in passing, like totally in passing. I was like with a group of friends that are friends with him, um, Tony Romo. And cool. I was like, I was like, hey, you look so familiar. Are you on are you on a reality show? And he was like, everyone started laughing and they were like, Yeah, it's Sunday football. I was like, oh, uh, God. could <laughs> be looked at as a reality show, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of drama. <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it took me a lot of places of just meeting cool humans that you would never meet before. And it wasn't like direct bachelor correlation, but just, you know, through the circle, you kind of start to run in and people you meet and. Yeah. Were you asked to be the bachelorette after that season? I was not. Um, I did bachelor pad after that. And then I, oh, think, yeah. I think that they had Emily, she was the bachelorette, Emily Maynard. Mm-hmm. Um, right after me and I think they had her scouted out like long before my season was done filming and I think I don't think I would have been a great bachelorette to be honest with you I like I was a little I don't think I'm dull in real life but around cameras and whatnot I was just really awkward like it I wasn't like a natural star you know I don't think I don't think we saw that on TV I think we saw a very like bubbly likable girl that was like um, like America's sweetheart you really were like so sweet and genuine I think you would have been a good bachelorette did you feel I mean now that you're saying it it, I remember that they did have Emily kind of um pre-planned pretty much but did that kind of make you feel slighted because I feel like you would have been the obvious choice and that's kind of 
I want to say in the moment I kind of did, but also maybe not for the right reasons, not to use bachelor lingo, but also I, I truly, and I'm not just saying this to like try to keep that America sweetheart title, but I was truly <laughs> just so grateful for all of it. You know, that I was, yeah. I, I felt like everything was truly a gift. You know, I like, it was a, it was a cool run for a little while. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel like anything was taken from me. I feel like I just gained a whole lot of experience and yeah TV. I mean what a story to tell though like what a story to tell and you got all the perks afterwards without having to deal with Ben in the real world like I feel like you you won winner of the season right here I know every once in a while I'm like should I reach out to him and like just send him like a thank you card like, oh hey, I thought along. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say is he single uh um, I don't even know haven't talked to him really since Dude. that at all do we think 11 years later there may be some spark no okay I feel like connection is pretty innate you know what I mean like right that boy <laughs> that boy and then wasn't he there was a rumor this is total rumorville like I never fact checked this but there was a rumor so, he was dating the Kardashian mom oh he did yeah he did that, that we that we confirmed <laughs> he well I'm pretty sure he was on an episode of the Kardashians. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, no, they, I don't know how serious the relationship was, but he did. Yeah. Well, Chris Jenner's a big fan of the bachelor. Um, if oh. anyone that's listening knows someone that knows Chris Jenner, I would <laughs> die to get her on and recap an episode with us. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm for, I know they at least like hung out because okay. I think Chris Jenner herself admitted that, which is funny. That's amazing. <laughs> so you, yes. again, we're, I, I mean, seriously, right? Courtney, then Chris Jenner, like you're at, at Lindsay Cox, you're at the top, the top of the woman yeah. entry here. The 1% club. <laughs> yes. So like we said, you didn't, you weren't the bachelorette. You did get on bachelor pad. How soon after you walked away from Ben telling him to call you, did you get a call saying to come on bachelor pad? I think bachelor pad was pretty fast. Um, okay. I think it was pretty quick moving because Bachelor stopped filming like early November aired. I think it was while it was airing, like what January to March that that was in the works. Um, Bachelor okay. had. It was pretty fast and it, it, it filmed the next summer. Okay. You kind of shocked everyone when you, are you cool to talk about Kaylin? Oh yeah. Kaylin. Okay. I was literally just thinking about him the other day. Wait, let's talk about him. So I feel like I have to educate some of my listeners because educate or like, you know, just refresh. Kaylin had a a reputation you should uh, share. So Lindsay literally was America's sweetheart leaving Ben's season, especially since like you quote unquote lost to the villain. So you were, that even helped you even more. Like everything was in your favor, truly. (sighs) And then she hooks up with, Kaylin from Emily's season, who literally couldn't have had a worse reputation leaving that season. He was rude to the single mother, called her daughter baggage, was like, people did not like Kaylin. Then Lindsay kind of like shows Kaylin in a different light because, like, if Lindsay likes Kaylin, then maybe Kaylin isn't so bad. How did this happen? Basically, I'll let you take it from here. Okay. So, you know how I said, Courtney, I think her villainness, I, I, I really think that it came from like a form of confidence and just her Mm -hmm. like marching to her own beat. Kaylin's the same way. And he like, Mm -hmm. they played into his like family dynamic and, you know, with the 
flying in on a helicopter. I want to say the helicopter that they did have was like a ranch helicopter, like a working one. They weren't like mm. as like, you know, boisterous with their De Niro is like they made it sound. But Kaylin, um, good guy. Honestly, we like dated for a minute. I am I'm pretty sure he um like I I'm pretty sure actually he like cheated. <laughs> on but, you. Um, I can't, I actually don't even remember the full details because it's been so long. And then somehow we became like really good friends. Um, and he, he moved to Manhattan beach and I spent a lot of time in Manhattan beach and like, yeah, we became super good friends. He was dating a gal for a while. And on their like second date, I like showed up and sat down with them for a while. <laughs> and he was like, Lindsay, you gotta leave. You keep saying weird things like get out of here. So yeah, no, we're like buddies. I haven't talked to him in years, but he really is a good guy. He just, I think he was an easy target to make look like kind of an arrogant asshole on it. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, please. Uh, wait, so how long did you date like outside of the show? It wasn't long. It was like maybe six months. Oh, so you legitimately dated though. Like he was yeah. like your real boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, it was like maybe six months. I got to know his family quite well. They're like lovely humans. Um, yeah, it was like we dated. It was a long distance kind of back and forth yeah. thing, but, um, uh, and then we weren't friends obviously for a while. And then somehow just through Manhattan beach, we became buddies and like really became good friends. I wanted to ask you, well, you bring up the cheating. So on the like bachelor pad finale, when all the drama Rose. goes down, Erica Rose, who we've also had on the podcast, uh, she says, she basically calls out Kaylin and says, I've seen him around town with other women. And like, and then it pans to you and you're just like sitting there like, well, wait, this is my boyfriend. But like, then there was no like resolution. What I, did you, after like going off that stage, were you like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, it was really, it's so awkward. It's so awkward to be sitting on national TV and like have someone say that. And you're like, what do I do with this information here? I'm not one to like go like total crazy. Like, yeah. But not there you know um yeah no I remember that being kind of awkward like not really a like life highlight but um yeah I did he know. get in trouble I'm pretty yeah I'm pretty sure he got in trouble was there I truth honestly, to it I, I yeah I think I caught him I think I actually saw a picture on Instagram of a girl kissing okay him. God, what is it with well me? because I remember because uh, I'm crazy and I remember everything but he like uh He's like, uh, I went with a friend to a movie premiere and Erica's like, yeah, but I saw you rubbing her knee during the movie or something. Like she <laughs> called out like, at that point, you're cornered. Like, what do you say? Yeah, no, I had heard the world is small too. Like I have random mm -hmm. friends from random parts of the country that had like heard bits of that, like through social circles they run in. So I kind of had a heads up, but I can't remember if it was before or after that premiere. I, it's been so long. You know, you kind of like, you get through something obviously so much that you can become like friends with the person and then you kind of forget or maybe I don't know maybe I'm just too forgiving like I literally am like okay well that happened let's just bury it <laughs> I mean if you don't care anymore yeah be his friend join in on his date with someone else why not but then you you kind of like you kind of bury all the met all the details of it because you're like oh I mean <laughs> yeah well, if on. he's not if you're not going to be romantic with him anymore who cares yeah you know, so, no, he's a good guy. Was it that moment that uh, caused the breakup or you guys stayed together for a while after that? No, I think we, I think I hung around a little bit longer mm. and then, and then something else happened and then it was like totally done. I mean, I, I think that there was definitely like conversation and then we ended up, and by, 
by dating, it was a very like kind of fling like date. You know what I mean? It wasn't like Mm -hmm. a serious, like talking about future going down that way. It was like, I think you kind of date on the bachelor pad and it's like a little bit of like trauma bonding, right? Not that it's a traumatic experience, but it's like a big experience. So then you have all these weird kind of things in common with someone and yeah, I'm a holder, I'm a holder honor. I'm like loyal to a darn fault. I wish I was not like that, but I am. So I kind of give chances and forgive and forget. And yeah, so I, I did, we did keep dating after that a little bit, but it was kind of the beginning of the end. On bachelor pad, you guys, like there was a huge moment of you guys telling each other that you loved each other. Was that pushed by production to have that love story? I think that must've been. Okay. Because I honestly don't remember that. So I think that must've been a pushed situation or like a couple of glasses of wine in and they are like suggesting things to say, unclear. <laughs> Did they suggest a lot? Yeah, they do. Like what I, here's my, you want to know my take on reality producers? Here's my yes. take. They are master manipulators in a way like they're in kind of a combination of like a therapist and a manipulator. They are really Mm. good at just getting to your core in a way that makes you feel like you're like bonding with this human. And then literally everything they say, you say to them, they find a way to take it outside and put it in the narrative, but in a very twisted way, like they're, they're talented humans very talented humans. I mean, they clearly know what they're doing at this point, but yeah, it's not always the most like morally correct way to go about it, but yeah. At the end, when I was standing on the mountain in Switzerland, waiting for my helicopter to pick me up, they were doing the exit interview and I wasn't, they wanted like a little more emotion and I just didn't have that to give that day. Uh, but I really wanted a cheeseburger. <laughs> and I think I told them that. And they were like, trying to get me to cry, trying to get me to cry. Like it wasn't going well. And then they told me, the sooner you cry, the sooner you can have your cheeseburger. <laughs> so I remember like sitting there, like, how do I cry? Like, I don't know how to do this. So I you're like poking my, your eye. <laughs> I, I just put my like face in my hands and like kind of shook a little bit. And that did the trick. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Wait, so you fake cried. <laughs> And this is the greatest story I've ever heard. And this is like 68 episodes in, and this is the best, best story I've ever heard. That is fucking hilarious. Did you get the cheeseburger? Was it everything um, yeah. you thought it would be? No, we were in Zermatt, Switzerland. Lovely place. Would love to go back, not on The Bachelor. But the only thing that was open was the McDonald's in Zermatt. And Zermatt, it's like, Switzerland's very expensive. So it was like, I want to say it was like a $27 cheese, like Big Mac. And no, it was McDonald's. No offense to McDonald's lovely place but it's not really like my uh palate mm, preference mm, yeah <laughs> but I worked but hard I mean, for that cheeseburger I tried to fake cry for probably 25 minutes but they they felt they needed to like bribe you <laughs> with the cheeseburger like you didn't feel any type of tears I really didn't and it was like and I don't know if I was just I just knew, I knew the ending, you know, I like, I, I knew, and, and something else I remember as we're talking about it, things are coming back to me. I yeah. remember people talking about winning and well, didn't Courtney always say winning. Yeah. That was <laughs> but her I remember phrase. Talking about winning the bachelor. And I, I remember thinking like, seriously, this is like human emotion. I don't think you win someone, right. They're not a, yeah. like a prize. Like it was a, it's, I don't know. I just, I remember thinking that was a weird thing. And I was, I think I was just so not on that agenda. Like I was just going on adventures in cool places, you know? And um, yeah, I wasn't, 
I, I just knew the outcome. And I was, when, and I was excited to go home after all that too. <laughs> and you were excited for that cheeseburger. I don't blame oh, you. Oh, and then, so <laughs> they have this really nice gal, uh, Dr. Selden. She's like the therapist. I don't know if she's still with the show. I think of her often. Um, it was really funny when I met her, she was like, I, I had this vision <laughs> that you need to start playing polo. And now 10 years later, I play polo like every week. So that's kind of a fun Dr. Seldenism. But Dr. Selden, so they do all these like um, um, therapy, like uh, interviews and uh, tests mm. and all the things like ahead of The Bachelor. And I, I think they do it to like cover their, cover their bases in case someone goes off the show and goes totally apeshit or, you know, I think it's, yeah. I think it's kind of a, a liability thing, but throughout you'll have check-ins with Dr. Selden. And then when you're kicked off, you have like an exit interview with her and she comes into my room. Pretty sure I was eating the McDonald's cheeseburger at this point. <laughs> and like Dr. Selden and I were real cool. And she was like, you know what? Have you seen the movie? He's just not that into you. And I was like, nah. And she said, yeah, you should just watch it. You'll be fine. I was like, everyone gets these like long winded, like uh, serious conversations. And I think she just knew that I was like very much okay. So I watched, yeah. he's just not into you and learn some life lessons. Although I will say that movie. So I'm very familiar with that movie. I actually, I've watched it several times, but I actually watched it recently because I really like it. I feel like that movie sends the wrong message because it's about the book. Obviously the book is all about how you're the rule, not the exception. And then the movie ends with it being centered around like I'm the exception, (laughs) but we're supposed to, if a guy doesn't call you back, you're supposed to give up on him. But the whole, the the whole movie is about this girl that like chases the guy and then he ends up caving and then they get together. So I think that's an interesting movie. I think she should have told you to read the book is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't read much though. So she probably knew that reading, listening to books on tape, I'm so good with, but reading, not my my jam. (laughs) Well, speaking of books, did you read Courtney's? I didn't. I didn't. I heard I was in it. And I mm-hmm. don't think it was like the best of lights, but that's cool with me. <laughs> I, I mean, I read it forever ago. Yeah, I don't she remember. Actually... I remember being irritated about something, but also like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I knew off the top of my head. I, I, I don't think she, I mean, I, I don't think she really had any, I think she had a lot to say about like KCB and um, Emily O'Brien. Oh yeah. Those, those were, were the... who she like kind of feuded with in the house mm-hmm. more. I remember she texted me about her book asking something like life update uh, again so long ago and she said that I, she specifically said everything about you is really good nothing to like be worried about or something along those lines and then I remember like someone shared with me what it was she said and I thought mm-hmm. you know I wouldn't call that like really good but whatever yeah <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make that money selling those books right so you gotta you gotta spice it up a little bit I guess <laughs> yeah huh I, I wish I remembered I, I actually feel like my recollection is that it was like a passing comment but I I don't actually remember what was yeah, specifically do said I. so how has life been like post bachelor like what post bachelor life honestly is really good I have a really fun career that I've had since pre-bachelor um I get to ride a lot of horses I live on a lake and just get to travel a lot and play and Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like an adventure seeker, you know, some people kind of make fun of me for my adventures, but I just, I feel like I do a really good job of like actively seeking out living life real full. That's so cool. And you know, I feel like that's how you were on the entire time you were on TV. So that's really cool that you still 
seek that because you've already like you've lived a life like you've lived (laughs) it's cool it's it's a pretty good one it's a pretty good one I count my blessings every day well that's good well how can our listeners um keep up with you where can they find you on social or anything you want to plug um I have Instagram and my name is wild fox talks don't ask it's been my name since when it was a photo editing app. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wild Fox Cox. That's about it. Cool. Did brands ever reach out to you after you were America's sweetheart or was it because like brands weren't like a thing or not brands weren't a thing, but like yeah. influencing wasn't a thing. Well, did. And I, I did start a blog for a second and I didn't do it because it, I start. I mean, I started it because that was kind of the beginning of blogs too. Right. But it felt very, um, like not what I'm about to what I knew of blogs being like, hi, look at these pretty clothes, like go buy them because I'm telling you to. And I just felt it was like, for me, it was kind of insincere. So I quit the blog pretty fast, but um, yeah, there was people that reached out. I just didn't run with it. You know, like I was so absorbed in my normal life that I didn't think to, and now you see people making these really like seemingly fun, creative careers out of it. And I think to myself, well, maybe I should have like dabbled a little bit more, but I didn't. And I am not, I don't really regret it. Yeah. I never even realized because you say blogs and like that used to be the thing, like instead of Instagram, everyone had a blog. Yeah. Their name as the URL. My name was was denim and dimples. If anyone wants to steal that, because I probably won't use it again. It was a good name. Wait, that is so cute. I love that. I love jeans and I love my dimple. (laughs) You're so freaking cute. Wait, so everyone had a blog. And so it was basically to hide ads in basically. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if in the beginning days, people were really using blogs as advertising. I think it was just, it it, it all kind of, it was all coming into play. Like as it, it, as I was on the bachelor. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Too funny. Huh? Yeah. Well, denim and dimples. If anyone wants it, go grab it. So cute. It's a cute name. I think someone needs to go give it a purpose in life. Yeah. Go revive it. Thank you so much, Lindsay. It was so nice chatting. I will be in touch when um this goes live. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. It was nice meeting you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, stop what you're doing. Grab your grandma's phone and rate us five stars and leave us so many nice reviews that your fingers start to hurt. Wow, fingers hurting because you're typing way so fast, writing all the nice, wonderful things about us. Um, yeah, I want I want someone to like write a review being like, this is from my grandma. And she Well, did says, you see we got oh, one? This, 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 Wait, we that. got one. Oh no, I didn't see it. Should I just grab it? This person Anne writes, I'm a grandma with an iPhone and I know how to use it. However, I've been yes. late to leave this review as I've been listening for a while. I love your podcast because I enjoy your real conversations with each other, your knowledge of the show, and your pleasing voices. What? I love the friends references and your honest interviews with former contestants. You always know what questions to ask. Five stars all the way. Yeah, grandma. Love it. A grandma with an iPhone and she knows how to use it. Like, put that on a shirt. Seriously. Um, anyway, so join our Facebook group. If you're interested, go check out our Patreon. There's a lot of fun things happening over there. Follow us. Follow Stephanie at She's All Batch. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And guess what? Merch is coming back. We don't have it. Merch it's not live yet, back. but merch is coming back. And funnily enough, it's through Ben Higgins' company. So yeah. 
hopefully by next week we will have um, the link and an update for you guys. But we're mm -hmm. all of our classics are coming back that you guys know of, and we have a couple new ones that I think you'll like. So stay tuned for that. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch. You can get 10% off your first month of therapy services. You can go to jennykane.com slash batch for 15% off these classic staple pieces in your wardrobe. You can go to edituecom slash she's all batch and get 20% off the most buttery soft sheets you will ever sleep on. You can go to whatdoyoumeme.com slash let's get deep and use code she's all batch for 20% off a fun little game. That'll get you closer and deeper with a significant other or just a friend. Who knows? Mm -hmm. And that's it, I think, right? Yes, that's it. Okay. Bye, bitches. <laughs>